0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon, where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media, our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3am pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
2: Welcome to 3am. 3am 3am where we discuss and dissect the supernatural
0: what's the scariest thing you've encountered that's been one of our favorite questions for years 3am is the result of asking this question over and over again
2: stories we share typically sourced from those we know our listeners or personal experience the validity of which can be determined by you the listener
1: While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope
2: you enjoy.
0: What's up, guys? Uh, This is the 3AM Podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is DJ. And my name is Sean. We're just some friends, like to get together and tell scary stories. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to everyone. Uh
2: all right i got a question if it's okay it's okay so somebody as somebody who is emotionally driven i think sean is logically driven and then i think charles is halfway would you say i
0: am i'm the extreme of both at the same time yeah (laughs) constantly so we have the spectrum the gambit bro we're all the The a little bit
2: what gets you emo? What gets me emo? Yeah, what gets you a little emo,
0: dude? Watching movies on planes makes me ball, dog. <laughs> <laughs> last time I watched, or when I, the first and last time I watched Coco, I straight tears come streaming down. Right. I was bawling, In bro. In the arms of
2: an angel. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Coco's an emotional movie, though. Yeah, it is. It made a lot of people cry. I a teared lot of up. People. Sean's not a lot of people, though. The last time I cried was when I was 16. (sighs) Was it really? Yeah. No, I'm like not even joking, and neither are you. No,
0: I'm not not joking.
2: (laughs) What? And I know why, why and
0: it's the saddest thing in the world, and we're not going to go into it. We're not going to talk about Uh, it. (laughs) You've
2: told me before, or you've told the group, but I've forgotten.
1: I'll tell you later.
2: (laughs) 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 That bad. And you guys will never
1: know. Yeah, sorry, guys.
2: When's, when's the last time you cried?
0: That's a good question. I don't know.
2: You don't know? <laughs> or you know and you just don't want to share?
0: Well, if I, one of them's like my grandparents died. <laughs> Dude, that's a very real thing. <laughs> so both my grandparents died last year. Jordan, who, by the way, is here today.
2: What's up, Jordan?
0: Oh, what's up? <laughs> and... Uh, I was in St. George, and we... You don't have to go
2: into detail. You just say one of my grandparents passed away. Okay, yeah, away.
0: sick. Never mind. I just want to get this off my chest. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> you want no, to get No, they died. Oh, okay,
2: come on. You didn't want to share it? Now you want to share all of it? No, I forgot. What? Okay. <laughs> Bad question. Sorry. No, I just do another question. <laughs> no, it's funny. What's the last time you cried? Dude, yesterday. <laughs> what happened? Uh, I was driving. <laughs> Driving in Utah kind of will do that to you. Driving past the Shields on I-15. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I started thinking about my grandpa who passed away as well. Damn, we're a bunch of sad boys. <laughs> but he was like 15 years ago. so. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. I haven't thought about him for a long time. His death hasn't affected me probably since then. But I played a song that I totally forgot about. I'm not sure what triggered it, but he used to sing it to me all the time. And it's Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> so I started playing, and I just started bawling, dude, and I was mad
0: <laughs> how sad I was. <laughs> but that was me yesterday. Dude, what's like the most nostalgic or emotional connection song you can think of? Because sometimes songs will come on, and immediately you're transported to it. Just feels. A memory, a time, a place, an event.
2: One of the first ones that come to mind is uh, I dated this girl in high school for a year and a half. And when she broke up with me, I just listened to this one song. Uh, I'm
0: sorry, I
2: can't be perfect. <laughs> no, dude, better than that one. It was.
0: And I feel so mad.
2: It was What Hurts the Most
0: by Rascal Flut. By Rascal
2: Flut. <laughs> Yeah. I could take the rain, and I hate country, dude. It's like the song. only country song that I, no word, every single word in the song. Like double punishing yeah. yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. Legitimately, I heard that song yesterday for some
0: strange reason. Double penetration? <laughs>
2: yeah, all that.
0: What uh, hurts the most? Bro, I got hella emo when all my friends went to college, and I, my dumb ass didn't go to college i had to stay in our hometown because i messed around too much in high school
2: just listening to some <laughs> 41 so
0: i started working out and running for like four hours a day and i'd run to this same song every time and just like you know just shed a little tear it's called serenade by emiliana torini look it up okay <laughs> we'll cut that <laughs> back to music no i like it what about you shawnee uh Okay, is this just me or is this everyone in the world? But you've, every one of us at one point of our life throws on in the middle of the night when you're driving home alone, something may have happened, and you just throw on Lonely by Akon, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And you jam out a little bit, you know? A little bit of convict music. I do feel lonely. (laughs) Is that just me? Uh, Yes. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, but what about you, Sean?
1: Um, I can't think of any. Sounds like, emotions? No. Yeah. Sorry, dog.
0: <laughs> Stonewall Jackson
2: right here. <laughs> I was hoping to get something. It's okay.
1: No, I'm very emotional. I just don't show it to anyone ever.
0: I mean, mm. every, every time you hear Cotton Eye Joe and Cha-Cha Slide, <laughs> you perk right up, my boy. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, dude. Where did you come from? Where would you go? God, Tears, bro.
0: <laughs> God bless the USA. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
2: Well, would you rather have a popcorn kernel stuck in your teeth or Cheeto fingers for the rest of your life? <laughs> Popcorn kernel. Wrong answer, dude. No, nah, dude. Explain, so explain Cheeto your wrong fingers? <laughs> explain your you wrong answer. You want
1: to touch everything with Cheeto fingers Bro, the rest of your life? Have
2: you ever heard of gloves?
1: Hmm. I think that I would rather have... Have that. you ever heard of
2: dentures? <laughs> <laughs> Just pull it out of your teeth. Yeah. Then that defeats the purpose. You can't feel gloves. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't,
0: dude. Okay, so you're just going to look like a freak or the biggest double Michael Jackson fan? At least it tastes good, bro. You look like a Disney character. uh, (laughs) They're just cosplaying constantly. (laughs) I would rather do neither. There you go. Cheeto fingers. (sighs) And it's spicy Cheetos, too. Hot Cheetos. That's fine. Better. I went to that. Okay, wait. If they, they, that kind of has a benefit, because like, what if you're hungry? You can just always just lick your fingers, and yeah, it will like. You, that's what I'm like saying. 10 there's no. Okay, you switched there's, me. Fine. There's <laughs> no pro to having a
2: kernel in your mouth. It's just a con. That's true. I can't have my head. There's pros and
0: cons to Cheeto fingers. Mm. When's the last time you bit your cheek and then bit it like multiple times? Is that the worst thing that can happen to you?
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I do that regularly because because I just eat so fast. And just lose control. It's just like...
0: Last year, I think about the fourth time is when I start contemplating like throwing myself off a building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <For laughs> fuck real, dude. <laughs> it gets dramatic at four times.
1: <laughs>
0: like mad at yourself.
2: <laughs> God,
1: damn it! I did it again.
2: Stop biting me. <laughs> oh,
0: <you hit> <laughs> Here's something weird about me. Every time I eat too fast or chicken and rice i am guaranteed to choke to the point where i almost throw up every time i don't know why it gets so bad i have to like run out of the restaurant sometimes and barf in a trash can somewhere
2: Ew. yeah
0: sick i don't know
2: i can never remember these
0: things on the spot what are weird things about me guys did we ever talk about when we got the When we got the scan, the body scan? Oh, no. Last year, us three and our homie Kevin,
2: we went and got a DEXA body scan. And it feels like a, what is it? Like a CAT scan? Yeah, CAT scan,
0: MRI. You lay down on this machine and it like passes slowly over your body making noise. Mm -hmm. And then they
2: give you a printout with all these stats like Pokemon, it's like <laughs> special attack, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> special defense. All I have it. was harden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DJ hit splash. Sand. I had sand attack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually really cool. Um, tells you so many different things about your body, things that I was reading about myself that I had never knew. Um, one of the things was bone density, and it was something like on the scale of zero to four or zero to five, and if you've listened enough, you know that I have injured myself, injured my leg, or my feet, rolled, broke my ankles over ten times in my (laughs) lifetime. So we all get our Dexa body scan, and the average bone density is like high
0: twos. I think it was like 1.8, dog. Okay, so (laughs) even lower? Yeah, like I was a 1.4 or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Kevin goes, and he's like a
2: one, Two eight. five or, and Sean around the same. And then I go in and I come out, and mine is like three five, like just under the highest you can get.
0: Honestly, I think it was more dramatic than that. <laughs> I think you were a solid like four or five points above me. And the lady who gave the scan was like, Oh, like this is the highest I've ever seen in bone density. <laughs> and they're all like, Nah, this doesn't work, dude. <laughs> like this is
2: false. That does not make These sense. These numbers yeah, don't line up. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's a weird fact. I have strong bones, but, but in, theory, strong in theory, in, in practice, no. <laughs> Unfortunately.
0: All right, F it. Uh,
2: what are some things that you're into right now? Mm. I just saw the movie 1917 for the second time in theaters. We've all seen that. You guys loved it. Yeah. It's probably my favorite war movie I've ever seen.
0: I would agree. If you haven't Up seen there it. there with Dunkirk.
2: Yeah, Dunkirk. Saving Private Ryan is a classic for me. I feel like for most people, yeah, yeah. I love Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor is great. Yeah, yeah. I bet you do, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. Um. The highlight reel continue. <laughs> I've been into that movie.
0: Nice. Uh, I just finished all my block, which is actually the last time I cried. <laughs> Was watching that show. It's About kids who grew up in South Central LA. And even though I didn't grow up in LA, I grew up up in the valley in California. Their story is just so relatable to me, like growing up with straight Vatos and like <laughs> gangs and stuff like that. So I don't know. I got really invested. If you asshole. Want some,
2: Why didn't you ask, answer the question correctly
0: earlier? I don't know. Cause I thought that was lame. <laughs> oh, who cares, dude? Cause I was embarrassed. To show emotion as a man in America,
2: dude, I I I cried to a cartoon TV show from the '60s about a dragon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's your grandpa dying, bro. bro. I'm not even
1: trying to be hard. I'm just like scarred. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think the term is emotionally unavailable. Well, <laughs> typically, well, yeah, true. that is correct.
2: Facebook would say it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> what are you into lately?
1: Uh, I like looking at maps a lot. I could look at a map for a straight three hours and just learn everything about it. It's weird. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Any That's specific place you've been looking at?
1: Um. Well, last week I looked at a lot of San Jose just so I could find my way around.
2: Oh yeah, Sean just got back from San Jose, San Francisco.
1: Yep, with
2: his
0: girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> look at
1: us. Yeah, dude, moving up in the world. <laughs> Jordan said <laughs> we might. Sorry, do ladies followers. and Jordan's men out there, stop following us. It's
2: developing, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Dope. Should we move on? Roll. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's... Allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give better help a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, Go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, h-e-l-p.com slash 3am.
0: Come play with us. Six. Three. 19. Oh, 19. <laughs>
2: Dude, and I have glasses.
0: <laughs> One. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, Charles,
0: me, then Sean. Nice. All right, so me. Okay. I'm excited. Did you win with a four, oh. sorry? Oh, no, I won with a 19, bro. Oh, 19. He tried saying it was a three, but it was a 19. <laughs> okay. I could, I
2: could not see. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Just kidding.
1: <clears throat> okay, go for it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no you off. No worries. <laughs>
0: All right, so tonight my story comes to us from a listener and fellow podcaster. Dope. His name is Tom, and he's from the podcast Excellent Movie Adventures. Mm. So it's kind of cool. Him and a buddy of theirs get together, and they discuss movies Either past ones or movies that are coming out. I listened to their *Knives Out* one. They're they know so much about movies it makes Sean almost look inferior, like a like a muggle. Yeah, and they're just grand masters, <laughs> grand dragons, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the right
0: term, right? Grand wizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he lives out in the west desert, like Tuilla area i believe he's actually the guy who invited us to go to Dugway. yeah he he has a friend who gives like national ghost tours Mm. who is supposed to be a medium okay and she's invited us to go with her because she said every time she's been out there she's had an occurrence okay she doesn't do it often and so she invited us but that's his friend that's tom's friend who invited us anyway tom sent this in he said he's always been pretty sensitive to the paranormal. So when he found our podcast, he was interested, and he wrote in. So this first one actually didn't happen to him. It happened to his boss. And Tom worked in a construction company in town, just doing all sorts of odd jobs here and there. And a the, uh, one job came up, and it was on the historic 25th Street in Ogden. And do you guys know, like, the history of Ogden at all? No, zero. Apparently... I didn't do much research other than a couple videos, but it's super haunted, like so much stuff. They have a whole underground system when alcohol was outlawed Mm -hmm. of like prostitution and alcohol sales. Speakeasies. Yeah. And so there's a lot of super haunted places there. Anyway, so this guy is doing a small renovation job near there and it's basically just knocked down some drywall that got damaged by water and put up some new drywall. So he gets this house and he starts doing it and it's a one man job should go real fast. His plan is to do it earlier in the morning so that he can get all the drywall to the dump before it closes at night. So he starts working and this house belongs to this ancient old lady. And it's just her in the house and him. And she comes in and she's just like looking around and he says like, "Do you need anything?" and she's, "No." She said, "Just watch out for Emily." She likes to play with other people's things. And so Tom's boss. <laughs>
2: like, just, I, I don't know. I, I would just, I feel like I would just laugh at that. Like, okay, <laughs> grandma. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Are you supposed to like
0: take that seriously? Well, You're supposed to be senile like her or? <laughs> well, Tom, Tom's boss was like, oh, I, th- I thought there was no one else here.
1: Oh, like thinking it was an actual person. Yeah, like Emily,
0: her granddaughter or something.
1: That makes more sense, actually.
0: And the old lady responds, no, Emily is the ghost girl who haunts this building. Hmm. So Tom's boss was like, ha ha, okay, you know. (laughs) And he stated very explicitly before this day, he did not believe in ghosts at all. So he's like, okay, like, You get on out of here, (laughs) ma'am. And uh, so he leaves. He knocks it down, throws up the new drywall. And he's taken all this old drywall and put it in the back of his car or his truck, right? So he starts driving home. And he gets halfway home. And he decides, you know what? I'm actually super tired. I'm just going to go to the dump in the morning. So turns right, goes to his house, parks his car, gets out. And he's walking up to the house when he hears his engine go to. like the key turning. And so he stops dead in his tracks, looks down at his right hand, and he's holding his keys. So he knows he didn't leave the car on. He stops, he turns around and looks at the truck, and it's quiet. Turns around, starts walking back to the house. Second, he turns around. (laughs) What in tarnation, (laughs) So he thinks... Okay, that's kind of weird. Goes in his house. His wife asks, how was your day? Tells him all about it. Tells him about the crazy old lady and the ghost girl. And then says, actually, I think my truck is kind of making some noises. And She's like, are you sure? Well, you better go check on it. You know, he's like, okay. He goes outside and he hears his truck. It sounds like the engine is about to turn over, like it's about to turn on. So he runs up, pops the hood unhooks one of the batteries and it's a diesel truck so there's a battery and a secondary battery unhooks one of the batteries and as he's doing that it sounds like someone is turning the key it's going and it sounds like the engine's about to turn over and his wife yells at him stop like stop i know you're messing with me you're trying to tease me right and as she's saying that he turns around with both batteries in his hands and sets them on the ground and the truck is still trying to turn on (sighs)
1: Be like, you need to give us some gas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So as he does that, sets it down, his wife turns like white as a sheet. She knows he's not joking. And now he's nervous and he screams, it's the drywall, like it's the plaster. So he throws both batteries back in the car, turns the car on, goes straight to a construction site where he knows there's a big dumpster and dumps everything. Comes home parks his car, goes on with his life. And in the seven years that he owned that truck, nothing like that had ever happened before or after. Hmm. So after that, he was convinced.
1: That is pretty unnerving. <laughs> like, was that happening all night or just when he was there, coming into the house and then coming back out of the house?
0: He said it was just when, yeah, just he that small time, yeah. yeah.
2: That goes. whole exchange sounded like it didn't last very long. But it was enough with to, like, freak and, him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough for him to, like, get rid of it. Like, try it, Attempt to stop it.
0: I mean, let's say, let's, like, entertain it and say it's real. Then that means, like, even the drywall from a haunted place, like, <laughs> things can cling to it. We were just talking about this a little bit ago, how we can't
1: even buy, like, antique things anymore because who knows if it's haunted. Freaking drywall... Is haunted now. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're safe from nothing. Nothing is safe. Yeah, yeah. The
2: grandma gave a false disclaimer. She
0: said she likes to play with her toys. I don't know any kids who like to play with drywall. As a <laughs> toy. You never know. I think there was a lot of lead in it back in the day. Kids used to eat, like eat paint chips and mm, like asbestos. asbestos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but DJ and I recently went to a antique store in Salt Lake, and all the antique stores I've ever been to are like, you know, just. Busted stuff from, like, the 70s or 80s, right? Mm-hmm. But DJ and I walk into this one, and it is so clearly not like any other antique store I've ever been in. There's stuff from, like, the 1800s. Dude, one of all, so England.
1: the Warren's basement.
2: Dude. <laughs> one of all, this place was huge. <laughs> uh, it was, like, an airplane hangar. Yeah. Damn. Huge. Massive. And there were sections from different areas of the world africa all this
0: stuff was for purchase mm-hmm. yeah but you're immediately greeted by a painting that's 15 feet tall nine feet wide thirty thousand dollars because it was painted over like 200 years ago <laughs> yeah like this stuff was crazy so they have this whole section from england in the front that we looked at for a while there's a huge stuffed
2: taxidermy lion Male with like the mane and oh, everything. Oh, let's get
0: that. It's huge. Yeah, just a couple like 1500 or $15,000. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, there's so a check section. check out our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to get that line. Uh, and then there's like a whole room dedicated to Africa and Haiti. And so they had all these voodoo dolls and things like that. They had a, a, a Cochina doll like section that we took photos oh, of. Oh, they
2: did, yeah. I have a Cochina doll section with like the Native American pieces. What are the odds you stay there overnight? Dude, hell no. Well, it was crazy because they have the Native American stuff. And then there was this room. In the room was a glass cabinet, glass panels. And in there was the Katina dolls. Like it was separated like they were from everything. To keep them and the door was away. locked.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Harry Potter? The Room of Requirement. requirement? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was legitimately like that, and I'm not joking. There's stacks of chairs that are like 30 feet tall, a mm-hmm. hundred feet long of like random chairs. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. There's like aisles in between all this junk. It was crazy. Something is definitely haunted,
1: if not all things are in there are haunted. So,
0: what I was going to say is, previously, DJ and I legitimately were looking for stuff to buy for the studio. It's was me <laughs> and Brittany. Yeah, my older sister, Brittany. We were, like, looking for chairs, looking for, like, statues we could buy to put up and stuff in the background. And now, it is, like, I am so much less willing to do all that stuff. <laughs> Just, I don't know.
1: Let's I- get, like, something like that that's new. <laughs>
0: Like a, like a 3D printed replica we watch created ourselves yeah, so we yeah, know yeah. it's not haunted. <laughs> We're there at the conception of it. Exactly. I'm down with that. Yeah. But anyway, so if you're doing any, any construction and uh, just check and see if it's haunted because, I don't know, even the drywall is not safe anymore. <laughs> oh. What was his name? Tom. Dude, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. This second one is from Tom as well. And this one actually happened to him. Oh, nice. So like I mentioned, Tom said he's always had a relationship with the paranormal. He's felt like he's been extra sensitive to it. And a while ago, him and his wife moved into a new house to them, but it was a (laughs) 121-year-old farmhouse. So they never entered through the front door for some reason. There was a side entrance. Okay. So they'd always go through the side. And off the side of the house, there was an attachment That was separate from the house. It was basically like their mudroom, right? In this mudroom, there's a cellar door. And it used to be used for like food storage, you know, before fridges and things like that. He said it was about 20 or 15 to 20 feet deep, like in. Dirt floors, super creepy. No lights, cobwebs. The works. Yeah. So they first moved in there and he's exploring their new house. And he goes and he stands at the entrance of this door and he opens up the cellar door. And he said, as he's standing there contemplating going in his throat tightens to the point where he can barely breathe. And he's standing there and it's just getting worse and worse. And the feeling of dread is bigger and bigger. And he decides, Nope. Shuts the door. They go about living. They're unpacking. They're getting used to living in the house, but he starts getting these like head splitting headaches. And he said, it's going on. It was so bad as he was at home. But the second he would leave the house, the headache was gone. This took place over the course of like almost a month until finally he's at home alone. He has this head splitting headache and he gets this feeling. He says, I don't know why I did this, but I said out loud, we are good people. We will take care of this house and the yard. We are not leaving. And he said, "Uh immediately, the headaches were gone.
1: Holy cow.
0: And never came back. That's sick. Until. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So they live in there for quite a while. They have like no other occurrences. And then him and his wife, you know, life is good to them. And they're in a position where they can buy a new house. So they start looking for a new house. Mm. And the second... They start packing up their stuff and taking boxes out. The headache comes back just as bad, if not worse than before. And it almost like brought him to his knees. And the only thing he could think to do was he separated himself from his wife. And he didn't tell her these things because he didn't want to freak her out. Mm -hmm. But he said he separated himself and he said, we love this house and we've taken care of it. But it is time for us to move on. And no sooner do those words leave his mouth that the headaches are gone. And his wife and him pack up and they leave. Okay, so those are Tom's stories. And I really liked them. And he closed his email by saying, I have another story that I've been writing since we started following each other on Instagram. I listened to your show and become a regular listener. It's taken a while to write this other story because I feel like I can only do it a little bit at a time because I feel like there's something following me. And if I acknowledge it, it absolutely disrupts my family life From a, for a day or two. There is a change in attitudes with everyone at the home, my kids, my wife, me. So I only write a little bit when I have the time while I'm at work or away from my kids and wife. <laughs> Which to me is so intriguing. We actually have like three or four people who reach out to us and say like, I've wanted to share my story, but it's so either traumatic or intense to them, what they went through, Mm -hmm. that they it's taken them. Like we have a good friend who served in El Salvador. He lived there for a while Mm. and he came up against demonic spirits to a degree to where like he can't express it. So he's trying to write it down for us. Mm. But to me, I don't know, it like put chills on me. I was like, oh, dang, like he's not he's like struggling to even get that out. Personally I would take the same approach that I do with
1: all of Christmas candy that I get. Is eat it all in one day so that I only have to suffer for the next
0: two or three days. So just rip the band-aid off, is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right, that's Sean's uh, <laughs> Sean's new saying. Two cents. <laughs> he said, also I have weird a lot of weird experiences from what I can only describe as a scary leprechaun in my grandma's basement. <laughs> 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 A ghost in my friend's house that I could feel his <laughs> presence walking by me to the most activity I've ever felt in my dad's business. So I don't know. He has like apparently just all a these. plethora. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I can't come over. Yeah. You got <laughs> a, like a leprechaun, leprechaun? <laughs> in your house. <laughs> anyway.
2: Damn. So that's Tom. Dude, I'm excited. Yeah, well, thank you, Tom. To share their stories as far as, you know, as long as they're comfortable. Yeah. Because you
0: know? we totally understand some of these experiences are a lot mm-hmm.
2: traumatic yeah no yeah. damn yeah i'm excited dude thank you so much tom you good that's me okay you guys ready for the next one yes sir the date is july 29th 1945
0: is that three years after the end or start of world war ii 1942 yeah
2: end of world war ii
0: okay at this point, it's still going on,
2: but yeah, on the tail end mm. of all of this happening, and the USS Indianapolis is leaving Guam and meeting up with the USS Idaho and
0: are just running potatoes across the border <laughs>
2: <laughs> just two flyover ships and one one party. Um, they're meeting each other in the Gulf of Leyte, which is in the Philippines, mm-hmm. which Jordan and I have been to Leyte. Sean, have you been there? Beautiful. Um, a few years ago, they got hit by a huge typhoon. But <laughs> like, I went there. That was my first time when I went there, when I was doing humanitarian work. Sorry, that wasn't the best way to start it. <laughs> but even though there was a ton of just destruction from the typhoon, buildings leveled, like the country itself... like. Everything, the surroundings were still so beautiful. It's a a great place. They are on their way, and a few minutes after midnight.
0: Are these two huge ships or planes or what? What are they? Ships. Yeah. uh, Yeah, aircraft
2: carriers, (laughs) I think. Aircraft carriers. Oh, battleships. 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 Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, battleships, the USS. A few minutes after midnight, it's a huge explosion, and the USS Indianapolis— on its way to the Philippines, they are all by themselves. They get hit by a Japanese submarine. <laughs> As I look at Charles, <laughs> yeah, what the <laughs> hell, bro? <laughs> okay, fun fact: just Charles like, is a swimmer and a uh, plays water polo. Just so. s-
0: sneaky rice boys, dude. Dude, your grandpa <laughs> all is up in on water submarine. <laughs> USS Enti. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a Gundam submarine. <laughs> and uh, shoots a torpedo. It tears a 65-foot hole into the starboard side <laughs> of, da, da. of the ship. <laughs> Crazy.
0: So that's the left side?
2: Yes. <laughs> Saying it with confidence because I don't know him. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Port. <sorry. laughs> um, that's the caboose. C- yeah. Continue. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. It hits the aviation fuel room. So immediately, a pillar of fire a couple hundred feet high just shoots into the air.
0: Brighter <laughs> than the sun. <laughs> Above the brightness of the sun.
2: Above the brightness of the sun.
0: Low key, though, this scenario is the scariest thing I can imagine. Being on a submarine and then getting, like, struck or something. Mm. Hell well, no. Well, being on the ship and the sun <laughs> okay. hits uh, yeah, you. yeah. Redact my statement. No, you're good. You're good. It's It's still still terrifying. You're in the
2: middle of the ocean. It's pitch black out there. That's terrifying. There's no other ships accompanying you.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know how communication was back then either, dude. Just like strings and empty (laughs) empty cans, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long ass string.
2: (laughs) Guam to the Philippines. Um, Roger. (laughs) 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 All right, so. Over and out. (laughs) 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 They get hit by this first torpedo. Second one hits. And this one hits the ammunition room. This sets off a chain reaction of explosions that splits this battleship into two parts. And in 12 minutes, this battleship sinks. 1,196 sailors were on board. So we'll say 1,200. Out of the 1,200, 900 survived, which is a pretty good amount. Yeah. You know, that's still, that's, you know, 300 people that died in 12 minutes, but the majority of them survived, but they are in the water at night, all by themselves, stranded.
0: You've sunk my battleship. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid.
1: still searching for that pt
2: <laughs> All right so at this point and sorry I'm grabbing a lot of this information from a couple different articles and I'll I'll quote some of it but life rafts are scarce so some people are in rafts some people are just hanging on as much as they can and then the rest are just treading water because they have nothing else to hang on to a
1: couple doors maybe
2: yeah <laughs> but only one per door
1: only one only per door, one per
2: door. <laughs> Rose, you bitch.
0: (laughs) RIP these sailors though, you know. Yeah. Um,
2: As the sun rises on July 30th, survivors are bobbing in the water. The living are searching for the dead floating in the water and appropriate their life jackets for themselves. Hoping to keep some semblance of order, survivors began forming groups, some small, some over 300 In open water. Soon enough, they would be staving off exposure, thirst, and sharks. (sighs) (laughs) So, animals in the area are drawn initially by the explosion. Dude,
0: blood's in the water.
2: Ship, uh, sinking ship, and then the blood of living and dead in the water. The sharks that occupy this area of the Pacific are the oceanic white tip sharks. And the oceanic white tip holds a throne for the majority of shark attack casualties. More than the tiger, more than the great white. More than the bull? More than the bull. Damn. So, first night, dead floating bodies, sharks are going for them. Oh gosh. The sailors who are alive in the water are watching this.
0: Just feast.
2: Yeah, feasting on on these dead bodies, you know, 300 of them.
0: When I was in Puerto Rico, I was standing in a foot of water on the ocean, and a fish like this big brushed my leg, and I squealed and (laughs) ran. I'm not joking, so much fear in my body.
2: Dude, baby sharks will go in like two or three feet deep water and still bite people.
0: Hmm. So I can't imagine full-grown sharks. knee height. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) Um,
2: you are in open water. No. (laughs) Um, sailors are struggling to stay afloat, the ones that aren't on a raft. So their commotion is attracting more sharks. It doesn't take long until all of the dead bodies are scooped up by all these sharks. So they start getting closer and closer to the sailors who are living. And as they turn their attentions toward the living, especially the injured and bleeding, Sailors tried to quarantine themselves away from anyone with an open wound. And when someone died, they would push the body away, hoping to sacrifice the corpse in return for a reprieve from a shark's jaw. Many survivors were paralyzed with fear, unable to eat or drink from the meager rations they had salvaged from their ship. One one survivor made the mistake of opening one of the rations in the water. Ironically, it was a can of Spam. Oh, no. This would have been you, So this is my grandpa. (laughs) That was put there by yours. (laughs) But before this sailor, and this is the account of the sailors that survived. They watched this man open a can of Spam. Before he was eating it, the scent of meat drew a swarm of sharks around them. So they got rid of all of their rations rather than risk a second swarming. Oh my gosh. At this point, there's no sign of rescue for these men. Later on, putting the pieces together, the Navy actually intercepted a message from the Japanese submarine going out saying that they sunk one of the Navy ships. But the military didn't do anything about it because they thought it was just, how would you say?
1: A diversion. A
2: diversion to get them to go to that location. Mm. Yeah, so these men were out there for even longer than (sighs) they should have been, you know. So at this point, they're learning about the sharks. They're there for long enough where they're learning about the behavior of the sharks. And the people that the sharks were going for were small groups or stragglers. Obviously, it's easier for them to get to that. So people were fighting in the water To stay in big groups and to be in the center of the group. Oh,
0: yikes. So panic sets in?
2: Yeah, more panic sets in, no food, they're cold, and they're hungry. They're thirsty. People start drinking the ocean water, which is just a death sentence, Mm. salt poisoning. And this causes a handful of them to have hallucinations and act out on them. So they start fighting their own... Comrades in the water handful of them die pull down other good sailors down with them. Those die 11 a.m. on the fourth day out in open water Which considering their circumstance is forever Uh, a Navy plane was flying overhead Saw all of them went back to base They sent a seaplane out to drop off more rafts and survival supplies Which works out for them? There still wasn't quite enough for the 900 people out in the water, so there are still some who are are treading. When the plane was dropping off these supplies, the pilot of the plane, Lieutenant Adrian Marks, said that he was watching as sharks were attacking men. So this is going on constantly. So they get the rafts. A few more people are a little more safe, and... Twelve hours later, around midnight, the USS Doyle arrives and pulls the last remaining survivors. Of the 1,200 that were originally on the ship, 900 were able to make it to open water initially. Of those 900, 317 remained.
1: Damn. Holy cow.
2: This event is known as the (laughs) world's worst shark attack or history's worst
0: shark attack
1: dang bro well, i just watched that 47 meters down mm. uncaged with blind sharks down in mexico is kind
0: of like this hmm. is it based off a true story or something no it's not <laughs> take that <laughs> <out of> really <laughs> uh dude love hate relationship with sharks yeah, I was kind
2: of hesitating to share this because of our experience with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and going out with one ocean diving, and they're super huge against any type of media that villainizes sharks. Mm-hmm. But they also do recognize, and I do as well, that they it's are a wild predator. animals. It's a predator, mm-hmm. you know. So, given the circumstance, if you're not smart in that circumstance, there was no other way to be. They were, yeah, right. bloody and. Just in open water, tripping so, off that salt water. Yeah, Yikes. no, exactly. So,
0: when I was like fourteen, maybe like fifteen, uh, my scout group decided to do a week in Catalina, and the entire the literally the week right before we left on our trip was Shark Week <laughs> on TV. And my little buddy, not kidding, my friend Jordan Elmer. <laughs> Spent seven straight days watching Shark Week before we left for Catalina, (laughs) psyching himself out. (laughs) So we go to Catalina, and all of us are in the water 23 hours a day and Jordan will not leave the shore does not come out with us like once he's like hell no sounds like Jordan. It, it was like the first time that animal planet showed the sharks like launching into the air it's like the first time they ever caught that on on camera so Jordan is like dude these guys are gonna launch us into the air as they like kill us yeah yeah do you want to comment on any of that First off, this like campsite, you had to swim to get to the campsite. A boat pulled up into a bay and it was like, okay. <laughs> so we all jumped out and swam to the campsite. Bro, I put my head down and like sprinted to the shore. Probably broke his personal record. Like, I,
2: <laughs> what, I'm like with Charles and all these other swimmers and I'm like out swimming them to shore. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Oh, like this I is placed so in Valley and Jordan
0: like two lapped me. <laughs> We
2: would go cliff diving, and right as I would hit the water, so, you know, you, you pencil dive in, and then you, like, and then you open it, like, parachute out, right, so you don't go too deep. I would parachute so quickly
0: after hitting the surface because I'm, like, scramble out I'm onto not the trying cliff. to Because Catalina, that's Great White Territory. <laughs> it's, it's literally Great White Territory, and... No one was like supervising us at all. And Jordan's uh, warnings were falling upon deaf ears. So I was like, dude, I'm going to try to swim around as far as I can. So one day I just swam around the island. And when I get back, the guy who was like on the boat, like this old sea dog who I caught smoking weed anyway. uh, That's another story. Um, He was like, you know, you better be careful out there on the points. Like where I was swimming. He's like, there's grouper fish. Or sunfish or something the size of Volkswagens that hang out right there. And I was like, A oh, what? Uh, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> it was terrifying. Dude, and then there's like um what's it called? The um
2: when you're in behind the boat, you're not boarding, tubing yeah, tube yeah, duh, tubing. <laughs> I was like, What is that called? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're out here tubing and like Charles was saying, like this is like the first year where they were like teaching about the sharks in South Africa that would like aerial jump out of the water to like eat the seals right and I'm just like picturing them just getting gobbled up every <laughs> once in All a while
0: tubes. they're like Jordan you want to turn I was like nah dude I'm, I'm good in <laughs> safety over here
2: dude have you ever heard about
0: the megalodon <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sean's best friend it's a shark that's a mile long <laughs> Uh, best week of my life. We ate fruit and fresh fish for seven days straight. Swam in the ocean every day. Slept on the rocks under the stars. We had a Hawaiian sling, and we like caught lobsters and ate them. A Hawaiian sling? Yeah, that's what they call like a three prong sling. Oh, that's what okay. mainlanders call it. Okay. And then we had. I was like teach me pizza. about
2: something I don't know.
0: <laughs> but anyway, sharks are terrifying. A similar event happened that I wanted to cover one time, so I'm going to paraphrase it right now. And it's kind of the opposite. It happened to the Japanese troops in Vietnam. Hmm. And I think it's known as the worst alligator or crocodile attack. (laughs) (laughs) But like hundreds and hundreds of Japanese troops like you could hear the men screaming for miles because they were all just getting demolished. But anyway, that's interesting. So karma, bro. (laughs) You know what I love? Any post
2: that's Nature is metal related. Oh gosh.
0: I had a hard time with the
2: one from today. Which one? The moose. The, the moose. There's a video that somebody I sent I don't know in if you should
0: g- share it. It's like it's it made me like sad. Uh, when you read, uh, I'll Okay.
2: I'll explain. No, I'm gonna share it anyway, Charles. Um, <laughs> somebody sent a video in our group chat of this man in it's early morning in the winter, five in the morning about, and there he has his sled of dogs. Pulling him, and apparently, this is like a routine thing he does uh, multiple times a week, and
0: he's done it for like over ten years yeah, 10 dog training years. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or sl- dog sled training
2: rather mm-hmm. he comes across moose often he's come across almost a thousand moose from what he said, and this is the only time that a moose had acted out on them it's because the moose was really close to the trail that they were sledding, and there he has a flashlight. It doesn't go very far because it's pitch black in the middle of the woods in winter. No moonlight, nothing. But it's too late when he realizes that there's a moose right next to the trail that they're on. And this moose is a mother and its baby is with her. Uh. So she takes it as a threat. And he says, I, I'm i not mad. Of course, I'm sad over this. But I'm not mad because I realize the territory we're in. And the moose chases them down and tramples one of the dogs and... Breaks one of the dog's back, backs, and he has to put it down. The other dogs
0: are fine, but the video of... Have you ever seen a world star hip-hop fight? Sharkeisha. <laughs> Picture that, but with a 12-and-a-half-foot like, moose stomping a dog. It's so sad. It, yeah, I, I had to turn it off. Bro. I was like, I can't watch this. Hmm. But like knowing what goes, like blood, sweat, and tears goes into dog sled, like... Dog sled racers, like, sleep with their dogs. They, like, eat with their dogs. They take care of their dogs, all, like, all 12 or 20 if they have a big team. They mm-hmm. take care of all of them first. It takes hours, and then they eat. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They take all their money. They put it. So, like, knowing all that, I don't know. It was so sad. I could. It was rough, it. dude. It was rough.
2: But a lot of those videos, just like in nature, is crazy. My uncle was on the – well, this is my cousin's husband. Mm-hmm. And – about 10, 15 years ago, uh, this was in the Honolulu adverti- a Star Advertiser. But uh, Is that a paper? Yeah, that's like the main paper in Hawaii. It's the in Times, newspaper. Hawaii, yeah, t- High yeah.
0: Times. Yeah, High Times.
2: <laughs> and uh, he was paddling with his friend a couple miles off of Waikiki, and a humpback whale came by them.
0: Are they usually dangerous or at all? Or? No.
2: They're usually pretty good. And this is actually the only story where I heard that it was super dangerous. But they're paddling, and out of nowhere, the tail of this whale oh. comes up. It's right next to him. And then comes right back down and smashes the front of his canoe, which is a wooden canoe, Just shatters into splinters, misses him, and he goes flying. His friend said he was fifteen feet in the air. So he his friend toes him back to like, shore. He's like
1: <laughs>
0: um, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so incredulous dude. Have the in his hand? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I stroke confused bro. than yeah. anything else. <laughs> yeah. What?
2: He's like, this is the first dangerous thing I've ever heard of with, with you whales. Yes. <laughs> Bro. But, uh, wild, dude. No mahalo. No, <laughs> no
0: mahalo. No trash. Did you ever hear about those two dudes who encountered a mountain lion? Maybe.
1: That was one dude, right? No. Well, there's. We've talked
0: about line. the one, oh, dude.
1: Yeah, that was yeah. one dude, not two dudes. So there's
0: one where these two guys, I believe they were biking or running, and a mountain lion out of nowhere attacks one of them, gets him to the ground, I think is like has his jaws like near or around his neck, and his other friend ditches him. Oh <laughs> <laughs> pulls a Sean and just ditches him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> While yelling
2: sucks to suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so his world star his friends like gl mate and then starts running down the trail and the mountain lions deep instincts are triggered turns on the guy who's running <laughs> chases after him kills him oh, and the shoot. guy who was on the ground survives survives oh
2: no, man damn Is that the true story or did he
0: is he really the guy who survived? Oh, well, yeah, he's like and then that dickhead ran away even <laughs> though he's probably the one who Yeah, you're right. Jordan, he probably just flipped the script on Damn, him. dude. Detective Elmer. Right <laughs> Elmer Holmes. Um But there's a thing called anthropomorphization. Struggle through that word. Yeah, anamorphosis. Uh. <laughs> The, the where they Yeah, they Dude, turn the it. Mid- do- <laughs> it was always the scariest yeah, thing. Yeah, from the beginning to the end, the middle guy, you're like, <laughs> just like that guy's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, don't worry about it. <laughs> Anthropomorphization <laughs> is when it's like something we all do to animals is like we project human qualities on them. So we've seen Lion King. We've seen uh, Jungle Book. So we think, you know, bears. There's like a cuddly, fun name. <laughs> like they want to sing and float down a river with you and teach you how to eat prickly cactus, you know? <laughs> and so that's why you see a lot of people like in um, Yellowstone, Yellowstone getting out of their car and being like, I'm going to take a photo of this this predator, this apex <laughs> predator. And so the, the site Nature is Metal really kind of puts to shame or puts to rest any of those ideas because it shows you like how brutal mm-hmm. Mother Nature and animals are. They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care yeah. if you have a kid. If you're a single mom, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna treat you all the same and eat your ass. Yeah, not like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like d- devour
2: your body. Check it out, though. Nature's metal. The hashtag. The account. The subreddit. Beware, though. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah yeah. Oh, they have a subreddit
2: Nature's Metal. Fire. Oh, Fire sub. <gasps> thanks that's wild
0: that is is yeah, that all you tonight scary. yeah that's
2: all i got it's been a while since we've talked about animals
0: i liked it just that a different good. type of scary
2: yeah yeah good still change. scary yeah still scary good change of pace i thought but mm-hmm. i was really excited to share it
0: would you rather be stuck at night in the open ocean alone <laughs> what's comparable to that being in the woods alone, deep woods. No, I the
1: ocean's worse, bro. The ocean's so much worse. You think where so? Where can you go? Yeah. Let, let's, say, You're not let's say in
2: both
0: areas. Okay. The ocean you have just- Okay, wait. Just I, I have one. one. In the middle of like Antarctica or an ice field where there's nothing you can see. But you have warm clothes, so you won't freeze to death.
1: And it's in the Arctic, so there's polar bears.
0: Okay. Or the open ocean at night.
2: Is I that comparable
1: I don't, I don't know, dude. I say,
2: I say, you're on a raft in the ocean, okay, or in the middle of the woods. I'd still, I would take choose, wood, I would so. choose woods every time. Yeah, I would choose the raft.
0: <gasps> Let's on. hear it. <laughs> There's, not, I don't know, like why? What are your thoughts? Why
2: would you take? Let's raft? Say, well, assuming that the ocean is calm,
1: okay.
2: I, like it's not like the. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> tidal wave or storm or anything. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Think you'd be fine on a raft?
1: I mean, you, I would trust myself in the woods more than I would. Isaac on a raft. said,
0: "Out in the middle of the ocean, or lost in a huge cave system."
1: Oh, dude, that one is a good one, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is.
1: That was part of uncaged.
0: Okay, which one would you do now? Sean? Forty-seven
1: <laughs> meters down with the blind
0: sharks. Take your sci-fi movie <laughs> out of here, bro. Your megalodon ass, <laughs> <laughs> freaking zombie beavers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> crock the um, <laughs> okay cave system honestly i would take ocean over. i would still take ocean. if i get yeah, okay no raft find you no raft no raft or cave system bro i don't think i would like the descent would just be playing over and over <laughs> in my <mind> heart <laughs> yes. in a cave system and if i see some albino kale looking goons <laughs> <laughs> crawling on the walls no thank you uh <laughs> i'd rather take ocean at, at, in that scenario kale
2: is a friend of ours who we love but he is a seven foot tall smeagle <laughs> looks like
0: slender man yeah <laughs> he looks like bilbo when bilbo goes Whoa. yeah <laughs> and then pause the and then continue. Moment yeah. of that movie <laughs> yeah uh
2: i would take i would take the cave oh my gosh how i would take the cave you have zero light
0: can't At see least your hand
2: in front of your face. Dude, I, in the cave, I would just find a wall, lay down, sleep, Die? And give up your ghost. <laughs> dude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just go to sleep. This is just for a night or for indefinitely. Oh, no, until, until you're oh. able oh.
1: to get away. Until you're able to get home. Let's say like homeward bound. Let's say five
0: days, min. Oh, shit. So you have to get yourself out. Yeah.
1: You could probably survive in a cave for five days more than you could survive in the open ocean for five days. Like without a raft.
2: I guess when I ask the open ocean or forest question, I say for the night. Oh. Sorry, I already had that in my head, but I didn't say it. I didn't Oh, I was that. thinking
1: long-term too, Me too. I can tell you. Long-term like
0: term woods. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe why we were so resolutely yeah. woods. Yeah. Yeah. One night in a raft on the ocean would be yeah, you're relaxing, chilling, dog. You're just
1: looking at the stars the whole night, Take a
0: dude. nap. dude. <laughs> it's
1: not like a shark is going to come along and eat you in one night.
0: Out of the raft.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could jump. Yeah. Like-
0: <laughs> we have bigger problems arm. if it's able to reach in and yeah. grab some street shark.
2: <laughs> street sharks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. One night's too easy. Imagine the beautiful stars while you're Yeah, running. that's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It'd be like a nice reprieve, Yeah, dude. One night is chill. <laughs> okay,
2: what's the final question then? <laughs> <laughs> Cave or no raft?
0: I say no raft, ocean, cave, pitch black for five days minimum. I'd take the cave.
2: I would also take the cave.
0: I'm just gonna be a contrarian and take the ocean, but I still might take the ocean. Actually,
2: I think I might take oh because at least you can see the day. I'm
0: drowning in the ocean.
1: I can't float for my life. I can. So I gotta, I have to take the cave out of necessity. I okay. will die.
0: You won't see light, dude.
1: I don't care, dude. I don't see light on a normal day, anyways. <laughs>
0: Staying home by myself. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get you though. You would get tired.
1: Yeah. You can't helicopter kick for five days. Tread water. Yeah. You, you take your pants
0: and you do that like floaty thing.
1: Oh yeah. You, well, what if you don't have pants? What if you're all just wearing board shorts? I
0: always rock and zip offs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got pants Those and tear shorts. Off. Yeah, <laughs> dope. <laughs> I'm just thinking you'd have to eat like seaweed, trash, or like fish if you can smeagle catch them. In the cave, you're eating like bugs, bats, starting another virus, getting <laughs> COVID, <Yeah>. COVID twenty, COVID <laughs> twenty, over nine COVID over nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so fine, whatever. We decided nothing. Next, next, Sean.
1: What's the
2: point of you get this, the raft and cave to survive, or just to like? What
0: would you rather go? Through? Your place there, your bear girls you are trying to make it back. Oh, okay, so mm-hmm. I would say the cave—you could commit suicide a lot. Easier. I was gonna say I would find a precariously placed boulder, lay down beneath it, and poke it with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> So you could throw your head pretty good into like a stalagmite. Oh. Oh. oh, jump off a short <laughs> ledge onto a stalag might because mites are on the ground. ground. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> that'd be tight. Oh. <laughs> How can you tell the difference? <laughs> because of my grid. Oh, I say might has an M, and it's mound. Mound rhymes with ground. And then I tight. Always, so yeah. like tight holds tight, tight to, the, to ceiling.
2: the ceiling. I
0: always see it as like the top of the T
2: is like the ceiling with oh. the thing hanging down? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> We're all learning
0: things. <laughs> who said good sharks? Said what? Street <laughs> sharks? Street sharks? Yeah. <laughs> I always I always this image of this shark this arm coming from over the top of the shark and being like what's up? <laughs> 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 and like I've the all these sharks with arms just like <laughs> truly
1: terrifying. <laughs> just like, beat serious, you up before they the eat you. Don't
0: have arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, okay. how they,
2: that's how they swim. <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah, straight butterfly. Oh
0: yeah, but they, but they have the arms of the dudes that work out in like the oh, yeah. Park. Yeah. <laughs> Like like Larry Lobster from SpongeBob. Big, big old meaty stick boys. <laughs> <should start> <laughs> um okay, last scenario with the sharks and sea. In the caves, you have the descent creatures. In the ocean, you have hungry sharks in your cut.
1: You're effed either way. You're not making it a day. Which one would you do? I would take the cave and kill myself in the first <laughs> ten minutes.
2: I would take the ocean.
1: Mm.
0: Cool. <laughs> you Does
2: your
0: does your grandpa have a spirit animal like Moana's?
2: Yeah, I think we talked about it in the previous episode.
0: Yeah. Isn't it a shark?
2: Uh, one side of the family is the mono which is a shark.
0: You're like, Grandpa, <laughs> receive and he, me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the other side of the family is the EO, which is the EO. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a Roddy Rich. No. <laughs> it's Roddy Rich. It's, it's a box. Uh, <laughs> no, EO is a Hawaiian hawk. Uh, okay, cool A-O. guy. So we got air and sea in our family. Oh. But those are really common ones. Another common one
0: is uh, the sea turtle. Is there truth to? I was told by a dongan from Tonga <laughs> that uh, the king of Tonga like goes out and every year kills a shark or something. I've never heard that. I'm not saying that it's wrong. Yeah, but I haven't heard that before. I ask my dad. Yeah, I don't know about every year, but it's like tradition. The king of Tonga has to kill a shark and like bring it back.
2: Wow, damn!
0: Did we ever talk about dude? A lot easier. We're going now. down rabbit holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did
0: you ever hear? You know, the spare animal is
2: what you're ta- what you're talking about is almakua. So it's like when you're when you pass away, like your spirit becomes that mm. almost. And they're like your guardian spirit. So
0: Okay. So sorry. No.
1: <laughs> Sean. Well, I just have one story for you tonight. <laughs> this comes from a guy in July <laughs> nineteen ninety seven. So Damn. July nineteen ninety seven.
0: He... do pre-9, pre-9-11?
1: Bro, you can world fly without having to... <laughs> Take your
0: shoes off? Yeah, dude. <laughs> you could, like, walk your friend onto the plane, sit him down, and, like, leave. Yeah, <laughs> dude. There's, like, no security. This is Wild Wild West. <laughs> dude, wow. Somewhere else in the world,
2: somebody's trying to invent, like, highly combustible jet fuel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to melt steel. But... Tamagotchis just came out. Hey. Oh, damn, Neil pets.
2: <laughs> Rip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he and his girlfriend go down to a lake just south of Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is where he's from, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Now, they're just going for the weekend. they uh, show up to the lake, kind of set up camp, and I mean, they're basically just messing around, smoking weed, going skinny, dipping, all kinds of stuff like that, you know, typical, you know, camp activities. Um, (laughs) after a few hours after being there, they noticed this kind of box truck up on a ledge up and away from them. And initially they didn't think anything of it, but then after a little while, they noticed that in a bush just beside this truck was a dude who's just watching them on his binocular or with his binoculars. So all of a sudden they get really freaked out and they're like, we got to get out of here. As he tells his girlfriend to start putting stuff into their truck so that they could get out of there, this dude pops out of the bushes, and they could see him. He kind of looked like this older, white guy, mustache, nope, basically a nope-type character. And he, like, starts yelling at them. Hey, guys, what, are you, what how you? how are you doing? I saw you guys smoking weed. You guys want to buy some drugs? Stuff like this. And they're, like, freaking out. Okay, we're trying to get out of here as fast as possible. He starts running over to him. Now, as they're getting everything to the truck, he kind of steps in front of his girlfriend to go over to this guy and tell him we're not interested. Now, the guy gets over to him. He, like, puts his hand on his shoulder. He's like, hey, no, like, even if you don't want to buy anything, I'm having a party later tonight as well, like, me, my wife. And, like, if you want to come over, we can even switch girls. And... Dude. Jesus, come on along for the party. It'll be fun. Um, all of my uh, biker friends are showing up in the morning. <laughs> okay. So, all kinds of red flags. Yeah. All kinds of red flags. He he tells the dude no. Kind of pushes his sh- hand off his shoulder. They jump into their car and they start driving off. Now they notice that there's another kind of golden tinted car that was in, or a truck that was beside the other big box truck pulls down the road towards them and like tries to get in their way and he swerves around it as a dude is another guy is getting out of this other truck and he's kind of holding a waving a badge at him so he's waving this badge at him they swerve around the truck and just keep going now at this point the people don't come after them Hmm. they they get away nothing happens years years later this guy and he separated from his girlfriend who became his wife and He's, he said he's just playing video games, watching TV in the background, and this show comes on called I Survived.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, he's kind of like paying attention to the game, paying attention to the show at the same time, and it's talking about this girl who escaped one of the infamous serial killers in American history, David Parker Ray, hmm. and it's talking about what exactly this guy did He would come over trying to sell him drugs and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, the picture pops up on the screen. And he almost like kind of gags a little bit, just like seeing this guy. It's the same dude that he saw years and years ago.
0: Just a visceral reaction.
1: And he he like drops the controller. He's just focused now on this TV. And it talks about how David Parker Ray and his girlfriend would try and get younger couples and they would try and kill them. He would introduce them to their friends. Him and his cousin would do this? Him and his girlfriend, actually. But there's more. But there's more. (laughs) But they would introduce him to his friends, which were his his, uh, instruments he would use to then dismember them or take all their organs out and fill them with rocks and drop them into the river or into the lake. And then his cousin as well joined in, and they said on this I Survived episode that his cousin allegedly committed his first act of murder in early or late July, 1997. And he would also kind of pull around waving his badge that he had from his work to try and confuse people and get them to stop. And that's when they would capture them and, you know, torture them and kill them. And he's watching all this just... Taking him back. Taking
2: him back. It's like... Charles and Akon <laughs> I was <laughs> almost less less so lonely, lonely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have nobody
1: <laughs> but uh, that was his, uh, his close encounter with, with David Parker Ray Holy! allegedly crap. committed 60 murders mm. who is this Damn.
0: person? yeah I've never heard of not,
2: not the serial killer, the dude
0: uh, who got his away name. Hmm. I've never heard of David Parker Ray this is David Parker
1: Ray just this white dude with a m- dirty mustache. Oh, <laughs> oh no! That dude comes trying to sell me drugs. I'm
0: not buying. Oh no! <laughs> you better share these photos. Online, you you want to see a picture of his friends? Yeah. <laughs> like his his weapons? The weapons? Oh yeah.
1: Those those were allegedly who he would refer to as his friends. Look what? At this one. His weapons were his friends that he would say they're coming in the morning
2: or whatever. Part serial killer, full time dominatrix.
0: Oh just a leather boy. (laughs) Uh. Chain gang. (laughs) That's terrifying. It's scary because I would hesitate if I saw a dude showing a badge. Yeah. You would think about yeah. Yeah, I would be like, We probably might need to stop. I don't know. Hopefully, your adrenaline would carry you through that decision. Yeah. hmm. Should be like, F it. Give me a ticket. Yeah. I'm
1: outie. I'm just going to run or drive as fast as I can. If they come after me, then they, they might be legit. I don't know, dude.
0: Hmm. But anyways. Dude, that narrow escape, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's terrifying. I always think how many narrow escapes have I had? Because you never know. Yeah.
2: You never know until you're watching I Survived on TV 60 years later. <laughs> <lighter.
0: laughs> yeah.
2: You're right, though. Maybe you don't want to know. Even just on the something as simple as like driving on the freeway, like you pass an accident that happened one minute before, you know. Mm-hmm. You think about like the timing. Accident. Yeah, <laughs> Sean was in an accident. Not really an accident. His car. What exactly happened? It exploded. While you were driving, though, nope. It was after I got out. But why did you pull over? Like,
1: oh, I pulled out over because the car right in front of me had a blowout on the freeway. Like their front tire blew out, and I couldn't get out of the way because traffic was heavy enough. So I hit them going seventy-five oh. in the back. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I kind of get myself to the shoulder <laughs> and run across the freeway to go and help the other person. And then I turn around and look at my car, and it's on fire.
0: Dude, you ever thought about being an EMT? Uh, Or paramedic? Is that the same thing? I don't know if they're
1: the same thing. I feel like that's a lot of school, dude. I
0: feel like you would be so good at it. It's not.
2: It's like six
0: weeks, bro. Dude, Hunter did it. (laughs) 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 Shout out our boy, Hunter.
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean... I never thought about it.
2: Yeah, it's like a training program. It's not like school, school.
0: Bro, I feel like you would be so good at that. Cuz you're always your reaction is like no fear, help everyone around me. Just soulless? Super calm. No, you're you're <laughs> super calm. So you can ha-
2: you know how to diffuse situations, you know how to remain calm. Apparently
0: now. your heart rate just goes down.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, earlier before we started he's like, "I just drank two energy drinks and my heart rate went down." <laughs> <laughs> means i just have to drink more energy drinks before i go on my shift dude you're like chris traeger you're like you have the heart rate resting heart rate of a hundred year old tortoise
1: (laughs) (laughs) that sounds about right yeah (laughs) oh
2: that was that was a good one we had a good mix of stories tonight i liked it It we had paranormal we had nature and then we had serial serial killers. killers
0: dang we really covered it that's a lot of ground what'd you guys learn tonight um, hmm. I learned that you can steal things from dead bodies and just call it appropriating. <laughs> they appropriated their white life jackets. Is that what you said? <laughs> that's yeah. That's what the article <laughs> said. I thought that was yeah. hilarious. I was like, "Damn, I'm about to go like, appropriate some life jackets some, and the dude's wallet." Yeah. <laughs> 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 On this quarantine, I'm about to go appropriate some like speakers or something. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: dude. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Animals
2: with human arms <laughs>
1: terrify me. Very terrifying. That's what I learned. Truly really scary. You're trying yeah. to mess with some no street sharks.
2: That's like a, a IRL version of a Sid's messed up toys and Toy Story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, true. <laughs> yeah. Spy Kids Three or whatever. The weird creatures. Oh, the thumbs. Uh,
2: thumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Spy
0: Kids. and thumb people. Floop. He's a madman. Help us. Save us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think they put like cats. Oh, that's number two, dude. Dude, With Steve Buscemi, yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you ever think God stays up in heaven because he too is afraid of the creations he created? (laughs) (laughs) As like a twelve-year-old, you are like, what? (laughs) I am twelve, and this is deep. (laughs) Uh, That's a meme. I saw (laughs) that. In Sean's scenario, DJ's saying would truly come in handy to like trust your gut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not stop for a badge. That's what you say, right?
2: Yeah. Trust your gut and don't stop when law enforcement <laughs> tries to.
0: True. Anything but. else?
2: <laughs> no, all the, brother. All
0: the things you learn. <laughs> <laughs> well.
2: I, I am good. I feel good. So good. Too. Happy about this episode.
0: We want to shout out Isaac, who's in the studio today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He should come over and say hi. So Isaac... Is the homie who bought us the lights the nicest thing in the world?
2: Yeah, we posted that uh, box, like, unopening, the yeah. box opening reveal, whatever, like a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. <laughs> what, what is it? What I ca- what
0: I say? I don't know. Unopening, whatever, yeah. The unraveling. <laughs> so, but anything you want to say or nothing or just I just believe in you guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you're the first person. <laughs> in your whole life? Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
2: no, he's talking to you right now after
0: Isaac said that. Yeah, for real.
2: He's talking to you, the listener.
0: Yeah. I really do believe in you guys. You guys, I I think this is going to go somewhere, so I'm stoked to see all the upcoming Sod's episodes and Yeah. Just looking forward to your success. Dude, thank you. Yeah. For real. The studio already looks so much better with the new lighting. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It's so sick.
2: Dude, thank you so much. For real. Mm. For coming Got through. It. Kelsey as well, Isaac's girlfriend. Shout out. Thanks for being here. And Jordan,
0: of course, yeah. in the background. Jordan will be recording with us next time. He's just currently in a class. <laughs> like <laughs> He has online class, so he has to like be in that. So that's what he's doing. Yeah. But to everyone out there, we love you so much. Um, stay safe. Think of those around you in this time. We just want to provide a safe haven from that, a place you can come and hang out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Comment if you guys are bored on Quarantine Life. DM us, dude. Hell yeah. We'll chat. (laughs) 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 We have like eight followers, so we're good. (laughs) So we have time, dude. But uh, everyone out there, bye, love, and be safe. Trust your gut, watch your back. Be careful out there.
1: Submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life, so file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
2: I want to take a moment to tell you about my podcast, Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage. In 1984, a woman named Phyllis Cottle was abducted in broad daylight, tortured, and left to die in a burning car in Akron, Ohio. At the time, I was a rookie reporter covering this horrific story. Since then, I've reported every kind of crime imaginable. I've been able to leave most of them at work, but not this one. The one that buried itself under my skin and stayed put. Phyllis Cottle was a badass woman, and I want to tell you her story a production of Evergreen Podcasts and signature title of the Killer Podcast Network. You can find Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage wherever you get your podcasts. Discover more great true crime and paranormal programming at killerpodcast.com. Something is creeping
1: in